Good morning and welcome to day seven of morning prayer with St. Cuthbert. Let us pray. You are the maker of earth and sky. You are the maker of heaven on high. You are the maker of oceans deep. You are the maker of mountains steep. You are the maker of sun and rain. You are the maker of hill and plain. You are the maker of such as me. Keep me, O Lord, eternally. Amen. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 65. Praise is due to you, O God, in Zion. To you that answer prayer shall vows be paid. To you shall all flesh come to confess their sins. When misdeeds prevail against us, you will purge them away. Happy are they whom you choose and draw to your courts to dwell there. Who will be satisfied with the blessings of your house, even of your holy temple? With wonders you will answer us in your righteousness, O God of our salvation. O hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. In your strength you set fast the mountains. And are girded about with might. You still the raging of the seas. The roaring of their waves and the clamour of the peoples. Those who dwell at the ends of the earth tremble at your marvels. The gates of the morning and evening sing your praise. You visit the earth and water it. You make it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water. You prepare grain for your people, for so you provide for the earth. You drench the furrows and smooth out the ridges. You soften the ground with showers and bless its increase. You crown the year with your goodness. And your paths overflow with plenty. May the pastures of the wilderness flow with goodness. and the hills be girded with joy. May the meadows be clothed with flocks of sheep. And the valleys stand so thick with corn 
that they shall laugh and sing. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. May the richness of your creation, O Lord, and the mystery of your providence lead us to that heavenly city where all peoples will bring their wealth, forsake their sins, and find their true joy, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel reading begins at Luke chapter 5, verse 12. While Jesus was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest, and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded, for a proof to them. But now even more the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him, and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places, and pray. On one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea, and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralysed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up onto the roof, and let him down with his bed through the tiles in the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And immediately he rose up before them, and picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God, and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. 
And he said to him, Follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at table with him. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And they said to him, The disciples of John fast often and offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. And Jesus said to them, Can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new, and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, desires new. For he says, The old is good. Here ends the Gospel reading. This is a prayer of St. Columba. Kindle in our hearts, O God, the flame of love that never ceases, that it may burn in us, giving light to others. May we shine forever in your temple, set on fire with your eternal light, even your Son, Jesus Christ, our Saviour and our Redeemer. Amen. Chapter 7 of Bede's Life of Cuthbert A few years later, when King Ulfrith, for the salvation of his soul, gave Abbot Eata ground at Ripon to build a monastery, the abbot transferred some of the monks to live there, under the same rule as they had at Melrose. Cuthbert was one of them. He was appointed guest master, and is said to have had an angel visit him as guest to test his devotion. One morning he left the inner monastery buildings to go to the guest chamber, and found a youth sitting inside. He gave him the usual sort of kindly welcome, thinking, naturally, that he was a man. He got him water to wash his hands, washed his feet himself, dried them, put them in his bosom, and humbly chafed them with his hand. The youth was asked to wait till after terse, when a meal would be ready. Otherwise, if he left at once, he would be faint with hunger in the winter cold. He thought the lad had travelled all night through the wind and snow, 
and had put in at the monastery at dawn to rest. But the youth said he must leave immediately and hurry to a far distant place. Cuthbert asked question after question, and finally adjured him in God's name to stay. As soon as terse was over, it was dinner-time, and a table was set and food brought. "'Now eat and get your strength back,' Cuthbert urged him. "'While I go and get you some warm bread, I hope it will be ready.' When he came back, the youth had vanished. The ground was covered with fresh snow, but there were no footsteps to be seen. The man of God was amazed. He puzzled over what had happened, and then went to put the table back in the storehouse. At the door there was a wonderfully fragrant odour. He looked about to see where it was coming from, and there, beside him, were three loaves, unusually white and fine. Trembling, he said to himself, now I know it was an angel. Come not to be fed, but to feed. He has brought bread such as cannot be produced on earth, whiter than the lily, sweeter than roses, more delicious than honey. Such food, it is obvious, comes not from this world of ours, but from the paradise of joy. No wonder he refused human food when he can enjoy in heaven the bread of eternal life. The manifest virtue of this miracle moved the saint to even greater zeal for good works, and as his virtues increased, so did the grace that was given him. Angels would often appear and talk with him, and when he was hungry he would be refreshed with food by the special gift of God. Cuthbert was a very pleasant, affable man. He generally restricted himself to citing the lives of the fathers when he wanted to find models of godly living for his brethren. Yet sometimes, in all humility, he would mention his own spiritual graces. Sometimes he did this openly. Sometimes he talked in the third person as though it was someone else. His audience always knew that he was speaking like St. Paul, who at times would recount his virtues openly, at times as though speaking of another, when, for example, he says, I knew a man in Christ, above fourteen years ago, such an one caught up even to the seventh heaven, and so on. We come to our prayers of intercession. This is a prayer of St. Anselm. 11th to 12th century Archbishop of Canterbury. We bring before thee, O Lord, the troubles and perils of people and nations, the sighing of prisoners and captives, the sorrows of the bereaved, the necessities of strangers, the helplessness of the weak, the despondency of the weary, the failing power of the aged, 
O Lord, draw near to each, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect Today in the life of the Church we remember St. Oswald, Archbishop of York in the 10th century. This is a prayer by St. Wolfstan. O God, you adorned blessed Oswald with glory in the greatness of your mercy and gentleness upon the completion of his apostolic ministry of sowing the seed of the gospel in the life of your church. We ask you to favour by his protection the path of your servants that leads to eternal happiness. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we pray as our Saviour taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And finally, a prayer for ourselves. Prevent us, O Lord, in all our doings, with thy most gracious favour, and further us with thy continual help, that in all our works, begun, continued, and ended in thee, we may glorify thy holy name, and finally, by thy mercy, obtain everlasting life, through Jesus Christ our Lord, in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.